Welcome to Set Meals, a weekly food show about the moments that surround mealtimes. I'm Samuel Ashton. And I'm Taylor Fawcett. And we are two friends bonded by our unwavering love for a 20 box of nugs post-shoot on a Wednesday afternoon. By that four legs Dexter cheeseburger and an icy pint. And frankly, by anything that tastes as good as it looks and looks as good as it tastes. If you're new to Set Meals, a food podcast led by the insatiable hunger of its hosts. Two people who really don't know that much about food. Welcome. Welcome. How best to describe set meals to somebody new around here? We've eaten a bowl of udon with a man called Nicholas, whose name definitely wasn't Nicholas. Uh, celebration? I guess. It's going to be messy over here, because I've had a couple of beers and I feel a little bit loose. A journey? Mm, kinda. We're in Seoul, Taylor. A weekly audio diary of absolute and unadulterated indulgence and good times? Better. Sam, we've made it to season three. Three seasons. Who knew we had it in us? I don't think I did. But we have. Season three, though, we're shaking things up, baby. So, if you're unaware, in each episode, we include a restaurant section where we take you, the much-loved and respected listener, along to a mealtime. Moments that surround mealtimes. The strapline, it works. So, whilst we're going to keep the restaurant section, although we are trying to rename it, so if anybody's got any ideas, at Set Meals Podcast, we are going to loosen up the front end of the show. More mealtimes, more frankly ridiculous shit. Good and bad. More of what we've eaten that week, and less brew dog tirades. Whoops, yeah, that is our bad. One email we got called us too salty. Oh, I won't stand for it. All seasoning was justified in that instance. That Brewdog campaign was bullshit. Agreed. But most importantly, though, in season three, we're introducing a new section. In the downtime between seasons, we were made aware that the staff of much-loved international sandwich shop Pret-a-Manger, more commonly known as Pret, give their staff total discretion to give away free coffee to customers. In fact, according to numerous stuff written about this online, it does seem discretion stretches to all goods. Hot, cold, liquids, solids, anything. Wow. I know! Where on earth have we been all this time? So, what exactly is buy none, get one free? Right, every week we're going head-to-head to see who can successfully acquire no more and no less than one single Pret coffee for free from a Pret location of our choice. That's right, we, Set Meals, aim to take advantage of one corporate sandwich behemoth's attempt to appear more kind-hearted. The rules are clear and are as follows. One attempt per week, only attempts recorded for the pod, for the, the pod. pod, will be considered. Technique and means of persuasion are completely open, scores will be tallied, and the winner will be announced at the end of the season. Blimey. Yeah, I'm looking forward to turning myself into overly friendly free coffee guy at every prep between here and Waterloo. Well, that's the big fat season three intro done. Should we get on with the show? Let's do it. Oh, we back, baby. Oh, we back at it again. Oh, we back at it again. Season three. Hello, Taylor. Hello. How are you? I'm all right, yeah. Uh, I would pretend we haven't seen each other for a few weeks. That would be a lie. Yeah, we saw each other earlier today. Literally earlier. Three hours ago. Yeah. How are you? I am good. How's your break of the pod? Uh, Yes, very good. Uh, Obviously not as good as being on pod. Obviously. Um, Because I ate out less. Mm, Spent a lot less money. I'll tell you that. Six weeks off. Was it six weeks? Yeah. I think the last episode came out on the 10th of October. Flew by. I know. It really did fly by. And I, I mean, I did lots of exciting things, but I didn't do anything near as exciting as you did. I was in sunny New York City. You certainly were. And th- this episode of Set Meals, much like next week's episode of Set Meals, is going to be recounting that trip to New York City. It's a big New York special double. Yeah. Double uh, special. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't be together. You had to spread your wings and pod solo. I really did. 
Uh, I was in New York with uh, the guys from the Football Ramble because they were doing a live show tour thing. And uh, I went along for the fun, for the ride. And I had a bloody lovely time in New York. We thought it would be a perfect way mm-hmm. to get ourselves back into this international whirlwind food spectacle. Yeah, <laughs> in a way. Yeah, I was in New Well, we did New York, Toronto and Chicago. Mm. Uh, but I flew out to New York a few days early because I wanted to get some set meal stuff in, uh, organize some interviews and see the city a little bit, check out places I'd be meaning to go. And jet lag hit me for six. I didn't have a fucking clue what was going on. I'm, I'm one of those people who says, I'm fine with jet lag. I'm I'm all right. Doesn't really get me. Doesn't really. I'm not. I'm not susceptible to it. And then it gets you. Not true, is it? No. I don't think anybody is like that. I woke up to watch the Rugby World Cup final on the first Saturday morning. I was there, and I kind of like gave up a little bit, and then went for a run. That's uh, four minutes into the record, and you've already mentioned you went for a run in New York. I I'm gonna. Put How it out. many more I'm, will there be? I'm gonna put it out there. It's part of my new personal brand. Okay. I'm going. I'm going. I like eating out. Mm. But I also like looking after myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going indulgence meets wellness. That's the new Sam's Bowl personal brand. Thoughts? Running 12 kilometers in the morning, earning your sort of day of eating, overeating, is an absolute game changer. I feel fantastic. Yeah, I like it a lot. And it, it does do good things for the equilibrium that is the universe because my new personal brand is drinking. <laughs> it is 10.40 p.m. I've just picked up a small chicken shish and chips from the kebab shop. And ever since our discussion about how a chicken kebab actually isn't that unhealthy, I feel very excited to go home and eat it. Have I had six pints? Yes. Are there a lot of calories in pints? Yes. But that's okay. Chicken shish is basically a salad. It was a little, like, hole-in-the-wall kind of, like, coffee-slash-bagel... Stand, mm. you know those, um, you know those little Leica mobile shops in I East, East London that have all the phone cases and the like, the almost certainly stolen phones in the in the window. I understand why they put the coffee in the bag with the bagel. Really they put like, the coffee in the bagel in the bag, which threw me a little bit in like a brown bag, like the coffee in the coffee in a like, bag. It was weird, right? Mm. It was it kind of that kind of threw me. Like I mentioned earlier, the the job I was doing was like a live show, and one of the nights. Um, early on, I met this guy called Alexis Guerreros. You know, typical American. He sounds like a cartoon. So we were having drinks one night, um, and he's like a co-host of a show called The Cooligans, which is like a US like soccer show. Mm. And one of the guys had gone on to do his show earlier that afternoon, so we met him. And uh, anyway, he came to the live show or whatnot, and we were just like hanging out, having beers, and he was genuinely fucking fantastic to the point where I almost had to stop the conversation and just go and get the recorder but I thought on first meet is that good sort of content etiquette probably not anyway that aside he was fantastic um we we had a bond an immediate bond over pizza correct um I basically I basically um divulged my uh, list of pizza spots and he pretty much told me that I was an idiot and I was just being a tourist and I shouldn't believe the hype uh, for a lot of places. And it was all very eye-opening. It was. It felt like I was actually talking to somebody who actually knew what they were talking about food, which is weird because 
we obviously don't do that. He was so fucking New York, and he and he completely got me. I was like, this is I could listen to this guy just chat about pizza all fucking day. We exchanged details, mm-hmm. and um, the next separate ways off into the night. Off into the night. Yeah, I'm very tired. I'm very tired indeed. Uh, so things haven't really gone to plan so far today. Um, I was meant to be meeting Alex Delaney of uh, Bon Appetit fame. But um, he cancelled on me last night, last minute, because he's super busy, which is understandable. A little annoying, but understandable. Um, So my plans have kind of altered somewhat, Uh, which does happen. Um, I mean, there's a little bit of me that is sort of happy that I haven't got to run downtown um, with three and a half hours sleep. Uh, however, it is annoying, and I am all one for the content. Uh, so that being said, I'm kind of thinking that today needs to be the pizza episode of the pod, and uh, with a with an incredibly tight schedule, I don't know how possible that's going to be. Um, but I'm going to try and make it happen. We'd gone back and forth, and I'd kind of decided at this point that the the day was salvageable. And Alex, with Alexis in, in being my guiding light, it was it was the pizza day. Okay, all right. Finally, you did the right thing. You came to someone who lives here for some pizza advice. Stop listening to all these Brits. All right, I'm not telling you where to get your 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 fish and chips or your crumpets. You know what I mean? And by the way, maybe y'all should fold your crumpets like you should fold a slice of pizza. But anyway, all right. So you're going to be in Grand Central, and you want to get to Lindustry. Is there anything in between? There's kind of nothing in Manhattan on the way there. Maybe you could go to Sophia Pizza Shop, which became famous for the $38 tiny personal square pie called the Dodici. Uh, but I mean, I would actually tell you to take an Uber and go to the neighborhood just below Williamsburg, which is Greenpoint, right? That's in Brooklyn. It used to be a very Polish neighborhood. Now it's filled with hipsters whose dads are bankers and they pay their rent and a lot of cocaine, but they also have a pizza shop called, uh, Paulie G's Slice Shop. Now, Paulie G, besides being a homie of mine, makes a really great slice. He also has the Hellboy now, which was made famous in his wood-fired shop. He now has that by the slice. And also get the Freddy Prince, which is a Sicilian pizza, which is thick and square. Get a corner slice. You should only trust people that eat corner slices. Don't trust the kid that doesn't eat that. You don't talk to them in school back in the day. Get yourself a corner slice. It's got Sicilian seeds on the bottom, which is really great. Gives it a nice sort of different flavor. Really good sauce, really good cheese, really nice uh, depth of flavor in the crust, really nice uh, rise and crumb uh, and gluten structure. It's great. Give that a go. Eat all three. Get a plane, get a Hellboy, and get that. And then what you want to do... Episode one, season three, set meals. Pizza, pizza, pizza. I was doing it, all right? I've eaten some pizza since I've been in New York City. Mm. And we've eaten some pizza on the podcast. Exactly. Uh, But not New York pizza. No. Never. Whatever it is. I don't know what it is. Uh, I'd been to... How thick is it? I'd previously been, uh, pre-Alexis, I'd been to Prince Street Pizza. Um, a few, a couple of days before. Yeah, two pepperoni squares, please. And this is you when you think you've got all your knowledge. You oh, think you know the spots, right? At, at the time of approaching Prince Street Pizza, I'm like cocky. Hmm. I'm like, I know I'm a new guy in town, but I know my shit. All right, I've heard some stuff about Prince Street. I've heard some good stuff. Uh, went with a friend. We rocked up. This so you is- walk down the street whistling that's amore. Yeah, right. correct. And my I Heart NY t-shirt. Perfect. Yeah, thought so. Um, and uh, there was a queue outside. I was like, tourist, pathetic. Yeah, my my spot. Um, join the queue. Join join the queue. Yeah, okay. Um, 
<laughs> um, uh, and I was told to get a Sicilian slice, right? We don't really have Sicilian slices here, but right? There's a, is it Sicilian or New York? Exactly. Okay, Sicilian pizza. This is going to shock a lot of people. Has nothing to do with Sicily. It was invented in New York City, where everything amazing is invented, especially when it comes to pizza, because we're incredible. It was invented on Elizabeth Street in an area of New York City called Nolita, which stands for North of Little Italy, because Little Italy has shrunk so much. But the reason it was invented there was invented on Elizabeth Street, which is the last street before Bowery in uh, the old Little Italy area. And Bowery was a delivery canal that stunk. It was disgusting. There was like dead animals everywhere. It was like a mud pile. Nobody wanted to live on it. And certainly nobody wanted to live near it. So Elizabeth Street, even if you walk up and down it now, you'll still see some empty lots that are like small community parks. Nobody wanted to live there, right? So that's where Sicilians were forced to live because when they came to New York, the rest of the Italians didn't like them and they wouldn't rent to them. So that's where they opened up their bakeries and they make something called sfinchone. Sfinchone is dough left to rise in a pan covered in liquefied anchovies, uh, breadcrumbs, an onion-based tomato sauce first, then breadcrumbs, and then sometimes some hard cheeses, like some grated cheeses. That's what they would put in their windows in the morning, whereas the people from Naples would put regular pizza, the round pizza we see. So here in New York, they can afford regular red sauce and cheese. So they would put that on top of it and they would put that in the window. And then Italians that aren't Sicilians would walk by on the way to Barry to get goods for their homes. And they'd be like, oh, look, that's Sicilian style pizza. And Sicilian bakers would be like, no, that's a sfinchone. You know, you don't, you don't like us. We don't like you, you know, get out of our store. But then they saw everybody eating pizza and they were like, oh, Yo, how'd you notice for Sicilian stop pizza? Get in here, you know, buy all of it, please. We want to move off the sticky street. It's uh, it's also the street Martin Scorsese was raised on because he's Sicilian. So to this day, there's still a little bit of a Sicilian culture still left there. That's where Sicilian pizza was invented. Again, we're New York. We're amazing. You're welcome, world. Ordered based on someone else telling me, I forget who else had told me to go there. It's like a really famous shop. It's like, it's kind of like, like, not much to it. There's like a queue line on the one side. There's loads of pictures of famous people who have previously been there. Big pizza oven at the back. Uh, Gordon Ramsay? Uh, didn't see him. Or his impersonator. If you don't get that joke, you need to go back to see yeah, him too. Skip back. All guys in like branded t-shirts and there was like hooting and hollering and people were sh- shouting and all that Whereabouts stuff. Whereabouts in New York is this? Lower East Side, I think. Okay. My, my, um, my New York geography on Manhattan, is terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. On Manhattan. Pepperoni Square. It looks... I actually, when I went, I actually thought it was quite tasty. And I thought particularly the tomato sauce was quite good. And I actually quite enjoyed it as a slice of pizza, right? Mm-hmm. And that was all fine. And it was good. And I was, I was, ignorance is bliss. And I left knowing that, uh, yeah, fucking, exactly. Honestly, right? Yeah. And uh, left and whatever. That was fine. Fast forward a few days. Here's the only caveat I have to uh, you thinking Prince Street's sauce is good. It's actually really cheap sauce. Uh, and what they do is they add a ton of sugar to it because sugar kills the acid in a really cheap tomato. Uh, also, cheap tomatoes tend to sit on the vine a little longer, so they actually have more natural sugar in them. So that becomes oversweet. Uh, so what they do is they cook it down longer, which actually builds up more acid. So the sugar is kind of neutralizing the acid, but the acid is still there. So you typically will get sicker from that sauce. And I think a lot of 
people outside of New York tend to think that sweeter sauce is actually better, and that's wrong. What you want to do is taste a natural tomato, and I will agree that Scars has more of a natural tomato taste, but what he has done is put a lot less on each because of how expensive it is, uh, so you tend not to not get as much tomato flavor, which is why people tend to think Sicilians or squares are a bit more flavorful in sauce because you actually taste more sauce. So there's a bit of a misnomer there. Also, there was a bunch of pepperoni grease all over it, so you really didn't taste tomato sauce. Essentially, what you had was a pasta sauce on a, on a pizza because it cooks in the oven after they cook it down already. It's a cook sauce, and it's got pepperoni grease all over it. So it's essentially a puttanesca. He basically told me I was a fucking idiot for liking it <laughs> because tomato sauce was cheap and shit, and it was just like sugary. And I was like, ah, oh, bit annoying. Had you basically gone to like Papa John's? I don't know. This is it. This is the problem. I feel like everything I've known is a lie. You're a fraud. I'm a fraud. You're an actual fraud. I'm an absolute fraud. The people don't deserve it. It's pathetic, honestly. So I was kind of like, I was already in a bit of a negative place that morning because I was like, right, I need to do a pizza episode, but apparently I know fuck all about pizza. <laughs> so what am I, what am I, based on the Prince Street like expedition, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I was in Lower East Side and I got, got off the train and um, I was voice noting, I was prepping. It was like 11.30 in the morning. I'm like geared up for a big fat morning of eating, right? Bearing in mind, I already had lunch plans at, Oyster, at the Oyster Bar, Grand Central Station with a colleague. And I had to get in a pizza before oysters and pizza post oysters. Wow. And get to my work commitment for like five. So I was kind of like, I need to have three lunches basically in between midday and five o'clock. Yes, the set meals way. Big time. Uh, it's good job they just do slices. Do you know what I mean? I was ready to I was ready to drop some dollar on a full pizza, I tell you. Um, so first on the list was Scars. What shall I order if I'm just having one slice? You've never been here before? No. And you just want one slice? Yeah, I'm, I'm here just for the day and I, I'm dotting around town so I can't fill up too much, you know? I I'm think, just trying to be. I just think get my tactics right. You eat meat? Yeah. I, I want to give you a Pepsi Sicilian over there. Okay. Let's do that. That's a really, really good slice. Yeah, let's do that. It's the square. Cool. It's thick, but don't call it deep dish. We don't do that. We aren't in Chicago. Um, look at this. Look at this. He's giving you another piece. Beautiful. Thank That's a pepperoni much. Sicilian. It's one of my favorite slices in here right now. Nice one, man. Appreciate it. You want a drink with that? Uh, I'll grab a water. If you can grab a water, please. I got this kind. It's Jaden Smith water. Perfect. It's regular water. It looks like coconut water. <laughs> but Jaden Smith makes it. Nice. Okay. Straight from the tea. Okay, nice. Get it milked out. Go ahead and insert for me. No, not you. I just turned around and said, how you doing? Baby, man, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Scars is this like relatively nondescript like uh, storefront, um, not unlike anything else really in the area. It's got this big like gl- gl- like glossy sign, read Scars Pizza. As you mentioned earlier, it's not dissimilar to Yard Sale Pizza here, the new one in Hackney. I found out it's because Anthony Falco, who is a consultant, like a pizza consultant guy, right. consulted on Scars what a and I oh, know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And consulted on Yard Sale. 
So what? He's just he's just got the same deck out again. Gone into his keynote, changed the name of it, put final on the end again, final final, and just sent it off to <laughs> final final. Sent it off to yard sale. <laughs> that is bullshit, mate. I tell you what, he's fucking killing it though. He's killed it. Yeah, but that's not fair on them because that just makes it anyone that recognizes that place well, surely just because surely yeah. scars know about it. Yeah, I think so. I'll yeah. be kicking off, mate. I know. So intellectual property theft. So I rock up, the, the signage looked familiar for obvious reasons because apparently we've got one in Hackney. And you walk in and it's like, I was I was very early, I was very keen and there was very much not any pizza ready when I went there. So I had to leave the shop. And you literally had to walk around the block until the wow. pies were made. I, I mean, that is fair enough because it was 11 o'clock in the morning. I, I go back, I walk in. Mm. And uh, I ordered a Sicilian slice. One thing I would say about Scars that struck me is that um, it is a fucking cool place to chill. It's so nice in there. Do you feel very much like you're in New York in there? Uh, it was a vibe. As a concept, as like a reimagination of a New York pizza shop, absolutely spot on. Me as a tourist, that's exactly what I wanted. So it's not been there for years? No, I don't think right, so. Right, okay. But they're uh, very much giving off that impression. Yeah. I think Scar himself is like a New Yorker, mm. and I'm sure he's like got roots or whatever, but I, I, it's not like it's been there since like 1910 or whatever. Uh, it's like a new shop. But you know when something's just well... And I can see why that has been picked up by Vice and Bon App and all these kind of influ- like trendy influencery people because it's very like easy to pick up on. It's easy mm. to talk about. It's easy to take pictures in. I didn't not enjoy Scars. I thought Scars was... It was a fucking... Look, we could go there and we could sit in there and just have a good time and just chill. Stop the pizza chat. Stop. Halt. Halt pizza chat. Take it out of the oven. Buy Buy none. Get get one one free. free. This is a ridiculous segment. I know, but I'm into it. Ridiculous. Right. Week one. Buy none, get one free. Just to to re-up the concept, Mm -hmm. right? We found out the Pret gave away free shit, basically, their counters. We thought it would be a good idea to, throughout the course of the season... See who could get the most free shit from Pret week on, week on week basically. Yeah. Right, we're gonna go one and one every week. I'm I'm starting it off. Right, you're next week. Yes, I've gone firstly location. I've gone Pret Highbury Islington, which is a new Pret. Okay, right near the studio. Uh, relatively polished, mm-hmm. new. I want to be ballsy. I want to get off to a start that is ballsy but not too rude. Mm-hmm. So um, so I go in. I actually think I'm going to buy something. I'm going to get something because, look, the likelihood is I've spent some money already. So they're going to think, look, you spent some money. He's not absolutely bonkers. Give him a little sweetener, right? Okay. He's obviously a good customer, whatever. Mm-hmm. Plus, I've seen the um, 50p goes to the homeless sticker on the Pret Christmas sandwiches. Nice. And I've thought, look, I've, I've done my charitable bit. Why aren't you doing your charity? Mm. Give me the charity, right? That's, that's the internal monologue, okay. right? I, so, yep. it's gone like this. Do you give away free coffees? Uh, on uh, Friday. Friday? Last Friday we were given up. Oh, really? So you can't give me a free coffee? No? Alright. <laughs> just that then, please. Right. You just straight up asked him. Straight up. Approach the counter. Boom. Sandwich was down. He looks at me. A little bit deadpan in the eyes. Um, Do you give away free coffees? I asked. Free question. Fine. That's bold it is fucking one. bold see I would imagine know? building up to that by about episode 8 nah do you know why because I feel like I, I find it easier to do these sort of thing, embarrassing things if I just put a pure character on like a pure face on and just mm. pretend to be a bit of a, a bit of a prick quite frankly so I thought I'd approach hit him hard 
Unfortunately, he wasn't having any of it. He made. He said it was only on Fridays. I don't know if I agree with that. No, I think he's made that up. I've heard no evidence of that. I think he was skirting away from the issue because he knows he's as far away from Friday as he possibly can be yeah. on a Monday afternoon. Um, and I failed. I was, nil point. Nil point indeed. Nil point. I see. I would have gone more tactical than that. I think. I think it's about finesse. Mm. I think it's about... It's also it's knowing about your server, though, isn't it? Caressing the ego. Uh, it's picking the server as well, man. I, I think it's going to become very clear that it's it's all about who you go to. I agree. Where you go. I agree. And what you get yeah. for. Yeah. It's a it's a shame. It's, I, honestly, when I, I thought I'm feeling good here and I'm feeling fucking cocky and I'm going to get you one. you nailed it week one. I know. Uh, you're up next week. Pick your location, pick your time, pick your server. I'm going to think hard about this because originally when we spoke about this, I didn't really see it as as much of a competition as it now has become. Oh, oh, it's a competition. Game is truly on. Oh, it's a competition, all right. I darted across town, way across town, mm-hmm. and you're looking for a positive experience at this point, right? You've had you've had two pizza experiences so far that have that maybe, I have, maybe that I have not, enjoyed. You've enjoyed, but maybe not met the uh, expectations you'd set for yourself. Correct, right. correct. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like I've already mentioned, I'm buzzed because I'm in New York, trying to push through the jet lag, and I'm feeling a bit like weird. And uh, I know I've got like a late night of like shooting and stuff, so I'm trying to really like get through it. The final spot. Uh, industry, which Alexis was singing the praises of, right? It was like the other end of the spectrum because he was like, and then what you want to do is you want to go to Lindustry. Having just been to Scars that morning, I anticipated it being this like semi-trendy, well-finished like pizza shop. Like in my head, like every pizza shop that opens needs to look a certain way. The fit out needs to be incredible, mm. and it needs to be like everything needs to be finished off, and everything needs to be just really well thought out. I don't know if that's Which just. A, I think sometimes it means places lose quite a lot of character. Yeah, and it just becomes homogenized. Yeah, I think that's definitely true of London, and less so in New York because I definitely went to places in New York that had personality like coming through, and like places felt like they'd been there for longer. Mm. And maybe it's like this New York thing of just like a confidence in what they're doing, and it's almost like fuck you if you don't like if you don't like what we're serving, like or you don't really like the atmosphere, yeah. like do one basically because you don't need you. Whereas Britain is maybe a bit more like accommodating of being, oh, please do, like, please. Mm-hmm, no, mm-hmm. seriously, c- come in. Um, so I approached and like it was this really nondescript pizza shop, and it looked, quite frankly, it looked a bit like really like this place. Like it didn't look anything mm. special, like at, like at, like at all. He begins to doubt the famous Alexis. I know. I was like, what is this? What is this guy saying? And uh, there was, like, a dad with his, like, kids outside, and it felt very neighbourhoody, like, from the off, like, genuinely neighbourhoody. Not, like, hipster neighbourhoody, but, like, actual neighbourhoody. Mm-hmm. And I thought that this feels nice. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good. What can I get for you? Uh, I'm just going to refer to a message. I met a guy last night, and he sent me down here. Okay. Uh, this guy called Alexis. Do you know Alexis? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he sent, he sent me this today. First of all, say hello to Nick, say hello to Massimo, say hello to Yergi. Those are the homies. You're going to get yourself a burrata slice. You're going to get yourself a fig, and, uh, a fig and goat cheese slice, right? Or the fig and brie slice, I believe. 
And if they're making the sandwiches or squares, you're gonna get one of those. Now, I know that sounds like a lot, but yo, you're in America, son. That's what we do. You're gonna eat, bruh. I'm in town just for the weekend. Oh my yeah. god, it's funny. Funny guy. Can I get one of those? One each of those? If you have them? We know everything. We know everything. I'd essentially eaten a scar slice. Yeah. Oysters. Mm-hmm. Massive. Crab claws. Right. And something else. I forget what else I ate at, uh, at lunch. At lunch. Air quote lunch. And then I proceeded to eat three more slices of pizza straight off the back of that. Get yourself the burrata slice and get yourself the fig and brie. Now, those are his two most popular slices. You could also get the Le Industry slice, which is essentially the burrata slice with prosciutto. Dude, that sounds very trendy for, for well, what I think of as New York pizza. Again, right? This is what threw me again. Because I was like, this isn't like tomato sauce and cheese, like mm. I imagine New York slices to be. This is actually more like East London vibe mm. of toppings. The game changer was the dough because the dough, I was going through like my second slice and it didn't even feel like I'd eaten a slice of pizza. It was so, you ate it and it didn't didn't feel dirty at all. I got through three slices without even worrying about it. And I left and I was like, I honestly could go back for another one. Maybe maybe it's less about a New York slice being a toppings thing and more about a dough thing based on the whole water. You know what I mean? Maybe mm. the New York slice is more about this like, how the dough's made and the toppings are kind of got to be high quality, but they're interchangeable and they're movable based on like when it is and you know what year it is and what trends are in and all that sort of stuff. Maybe the the um the sort of um the consensus that New York pizza has to be like cheesy and tomatoey is like outdated. I don't know. Listening to Alexis and his sort of passion for it and how he speaks about it, it's almost like actually a New York pizza is whatever that person says that it is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Someone's like, nah, that's not a New York pizza slice. This is a pizza. And it's like, that's that's where it, That's the thing. That's what makes it what it is. I mean, I'll tell you why New York pizza is special. It's because it's the best. I mean, there's not even a question. Pizza wouldn't be where it is today if it wasn't for us. You know? Yeah, no, we didn't invent it. But... I mean, we made it famous. Pizza is like a uh, like a like a beautiful person from a small farm town, you know, that moved to New York and became a supermodel. You know, it's kind of like uh, like like football or soccer, right? Like, yeah, y'all invented it, but then it went to Brazil and it became beautiful. You know what I mean? Like that's what pizza is in New York. There's over 2,400 pizza places in New York City. It's a part of our culture. We go, we grab a slice, we keep it moving. You know, when I'm with my friends, if like the six of us were walking somewhere, and I say, yo. I'm gonna grab a slice. Does anybody want one? I, it's not a big deal for me to step out, grab a slice, and come back. We walk with our pizza. We don't sit down, knives and forks. What are you, a king? Relax. You know, do what everybody else does. You eat it with your hands. You fold it. If you don't fold your slice, you don't know what you're doing. I mean, there's a whole culture around pizza in New York. That's why it's the best. I mean, everyone else is just trying to catch up to us. You know, good luck. All right. Uh, also, I want to thank you. You know, it's really cool that you took my recommendations. I mean, you knew me for, what, four hours? Most of it was me pointing my finger and yelling about everything you've ever thought you knew about pizza uh, and, you know, sort of dissecting all the recommendations you got from everyone else. And who are these people? Do I know them? You know what I mean? I don't know them. If I don't know them, should you be taking their recommendations for food in my city? I don't think so. You know what I mean? So... I thought that was pretty dope of you for taking my recommendations, and I'm glad you like the pizza place I told you to go to that no one else told you to go to. Because, again, I know what I'm talking about. I'm amazing. Thank you for coming to New York. I'm sorry that pizza everywhere else is going to suck for you now. I guess you got to come so, back. to sum up then, on this, on this first half of your New York journey, 
I don't think we've really got much closer to actually discovering what the uh, physical aspects of a New York pizza are. Mm-mm. But I feel like we have answered a deeper philosophical question. And frankly, I got to listen to five minutes of Alexis speaking, which was enough for me. Absolute joy. Absolute joy. Um, we're going to list all the pizza spots named uh, in this episode on our uh, Twitter general social channels mm. there'll, be, there'll be stuff splayed across those I'd be interested to hear from people as to what what their a favourite type of pizza is because mm-hmm. even though we've covered pizza before I feel like we've never opened up the discussion yeah I agree with that uh, and B if people have been to New York and they can shed any more light on the uh, physical aspects yeah I do feel like it's one of the New York style pizza there are so many options in New York that um, I, I, I think everyone likes to have an opinion on it especially New Yorkers so mm. uh, if you have been to New York as a tourist let us know what you've what you've tried what you didn't like what you did like etc part one of two New York specials season three set meals the globe trotting spectacular indeed until uh, we come back to London season in episode three yeah uh, we'll be back next week um, we're talking to Emily Miller Cole Wilson American people. Bloody Americans everywhere. Bloody everywhere. Can't move for them. We can't make it sort of north of the M25, but we can make it to America, Correct. Uh, check us out on Instagram and Twitter. At Set Meals Podcast. There'll be stuff going on there. We're trying to get better at that stuff this season. That's our goal. More stuff on social media. Mm-hmm. Guys, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Nothing less. Do not leave us a three-star review. Correct. And... We'll see you next week. Also, the last thing I want to say is that there's no such thing as New York-style pizza, okay? There's pizza, which you call New York-style pizza. And then there's all other pizzas. Like, you don't go to Detroit and get yourself a pizza. You go and you get a Detroit-style pizza, right? If you're in Chicago, it's called deep-dish pizza. When you're in, uh, you know, in Naples, it's Neapolitan-style pizza. When you're in New York, it's pizza. We own pizza. Everything else you have to put something in front of.